0: Hi Chelsea. Hi Phil. How are you, buddy? I'm good, thank you. A little bit tired. It's uh,
1: been a long day. It's mid afternoon, but early start. What's done? Coffee, mate.
0: I could do with one actually.
1: You've uh, converted me.
0: They're good, aren't they? Yeah. They're
1: shot, effective. Shot which the is what? Which, which is what I'm more about. And the flavour, meh. Yeah.
0: Mm. Not convinced yet, but for the sake of getting a bit more energy,
1: we'll we'll go for it.
0: We actually do have a podcast coming up on caffeine and exercise. Um, that's a while away. I think that's that's scheduled for just a couple of months. But uh, watch out for it. I think it's a good one. You did something else today, didn't you, buddy? Something you haven't done for a long time. Yeah, I don't get out much anymore. Jawsy, for for the viewers there, we'll get to our point shortly. But Jawsy, uh, for our viewers, our listeners, um, challenged my eight-year-old daughter to a dance off. Um, so the sports institute here up in in Rannes, Denmark, has been rocking today. I'm not sure I I started the challenge. I think it was kind of suggested. You uh, did you
1: Jedi mind stuff? Okay. And said you will have a dance off with Maya.
0: And, yeah, no. and you ended up having the dance on yeah right. I couldn't resist could I there's video evidence it's there we, it was recorded are we going to release it are we are going to let them uh, see you dancing I think we'd have to get some uh, more viewers and some big shares and big listens to this oh so you're bribing them nah yeah could okay. call it that so if this or our podcast series is listened to, when it's listened to a thousand times, we'll uh, we'll release it to the public. Is that what you're saying? Ah, uh,
1: I mean, it needs to be bigger. I think we need to go big. Okay. How big? It's got to be the number three. Oh, wait. Because that's, that's where a lot of our bases come from. So let's say... Rule of three, 3,333. Okay,
0: 300,000, 300, 000, 300 3, Podcast listens. 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 Or likes. We, should, we push it? should we push it to uh, the listeners? I think they need In to town. see it. I th- I'm, I'm, I'm on your side with the listeners. I think they need to see you dance. It is a sight to be seen. Do so I have to choose a video? Because there's a few. Or is it one big video? Or we can clip it together because it was three we uh, could do the best we had three of jousy, layers didn't we best of jousy dancing yeah, yeah. so if we're going to get lots of people listening we better talk about something that's not just uh, ramble and um, something something, something. something uh, they find interesting well let's see if they find it interesting because uh, um, we do yeah but um, we find grass interesting mate <laughs> we do. As we, uh, do as
1: we found out yesterday we had a uh, football we played football
0: yesterday we did and it was my first experience on what was it called but it is astroturf it's the modern version of astroturf where grass grows through the middle of the astroturf so it's half grass or i don't know what the percentage is but it's half grass half astroturf and you can dive and fall and slide on it and yeah and it just feels like grass but it's not grass which is incredible incredible technology doesn't quite feel like grass no but it's
1: but it's it's it is better. definitely better than the AstroTurfs that I used to play on. Absolutely. I will give it that. Where you used to have a slide tackle and lose half of your leg. And, yeah. Right. And then you you put the uh, what was that? Oh, what's the what's the wrapping that you put on it? Uh, that they always used to put on like burns, and then you all know. get the oh, smelly the board, liquid the underneath. Yeah. yeah. Let's move on, mate. Anyway.
0: Let's move on. We're uh, we're going on a te- we're on a terrible tangent. Um, muscles. Muzzles. Huge topic. Just a little bit. Enormous topic. Um, and we're going to go on a bit of a muscle journey. Uh, we're going to try and do it in one part, but you never know. Uh, it might end up being a two-parter. Um, and we're going to talk about the journey of muscles, our understanding of the journey of muscles, I think, where where we've come from and where we're headed. I think where we're headed is very exciting. The understanding of muscles, what we now understand of muscles is very, very exciting. Um, and they do things we didn't know they do, um, and that's very yeah. That that's going to be interesting. Yeah, yeah. I look forward to sharing it. Um, I think maybe it's a good idea if we start with just what is a muscle and and, and the base basic makeup of a muscle and uh, what they're there for and etc. Want me to start on this one, Charlie? Yeah, I think I think the listeners would like you to start on this one, buddy.
1: Um, right. So we'll start with just just how a muscle looks uh what it looks like when we stare at it under a under a microscope because yeah if we just stare at it it looks like a big red thing. Uh, looks <laughs> <it's> like dinner. <laughs> yeah it looks like uh yeah, steak which is great, uncooked. Um yeah so the, the easiest way I find it is to visualize what a muscle looks like it is if you we all go to our kitchen cupboards and we uh we find some dried spaghetti. If you just grab a handful of dried spaghetti, I apologize if you're gluten free or paleo. Um, yeah. So grab a handful of spaghetti, and that big bundle is literally if that is wrapped in a sheath, which is a sheath of fascia,
0: which like right, the wrapping, the wrapping, the wrapping. comes in. Yeah. yeah,
1: the wrapping is fascia. So that surrounds the whole muscle. Um. We've actually got a podcast on fascia. That's yes. right.
0: We we do. I think that's coming up in two weeks' time. We're yeah. going to be discussing fascia and um, the pros, cons, ins and outs of fascial release. That's a big, big thing right now, isn't it? I'm looking forward to recording it. Yeah, uh, um, I've just been researching it actually, uh, and uh, it's helped me a lot with this podcast. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, so back to the spaghetti which is muscles.
1: Um, yeah, so we've got that wrap in a fascia and then we've got our each and every piece of spaghetti is uh, is a layer is makes up the muscle. Now if we go down they are held into little the those group you could then group them further into more bundles within itself. And that process kind of goes down and down through the muscles until we are we get all the way to the, uh, the what we call the sliding filaments, actin and myosin.
0: The sarcomere. Yeah.
1: The in the sarcomeres, yeah. yeah. Um, so in the sarcomeres, these these two things called actin and myosin, uh, and the theory of how muscle works uh, is is only at the moment it's, is only a theory. But it's been around for a very long time. And it's pretty much accepted that this is, this is what, how a muscle kind of works and contracts. So the uh, actin and myosin, uh, the way it was taught back in the day on my um, anatomy and physiology part. Was, uh, it's pretty much like uh, a rower in the water. So the, uh, the filaments... Grab, they have, uh, they have two oars coming out the side, with, uh, but with almost like little fingers on them, and they grab on, to, the, the actin grabs onto the myosin and they pull, each other, closer together, and that's how, uh, muscle
0: contraction, is, produced. Little bit of um, bonus information, uh, 1954 was where the Sliding filament theory was first uh, uh, hypothesized, shall we say. Um, It's a great theory. There's a little bit of uh, debate as to whether it was Cambridge or the Massachusetts University that that really came forward or a combination of both. Cambridge, England? Cambridge, England or Massachusetts, um, Massachusetts, um, over the pond, (laughs) (laughs) America. Um, so yeah it was um it's sort of accepted now the the sort of golf ball the, the golf head club theory that the, the they look like um golf oh, clubs Are you talking golf? Um I hope to, Yeah, that's yeah okay Rowers yeah. golf heads yeah, yeah makes yeah.
1: sense yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah You explain yeah. your one mate well No, no I don't, I've never well, heard it that well, way well, mate yeah
0: no, uh, well, it's just golf clubs being if you wanted to pull yourself up it would be like hooking your golf club onto something and then pulling yourself up on the golf club oh, and then yeah. hooking it up again and pulling yourself up and, and that's how it works. I think you've done a really good job of keeping that simple. Um, and I know it's very much like me to come in and just put the complexity into it. Um, um, when you when you picture that spaghetti handful, you <laughs> you picture that and what you see is the straight lines, eh? You see just these straight lines of pasta, going down. Yeah. What it's what's inside and what's held inside those spaghetti's there, which is incredible. There is blood vessels in between. Um, There are yeah, it's a lot of things in a (laughs) nerves, proprioceptors. um, There are just a plethora of of different uh, structures and and we probably don't even know there's things in there we probably don't even know they are there yet probably haven't found them you know there is just yeah. incredible amounts of things that all go together to help the function of that one individual muscle um and or even that, even down to fibre level though right
1: so not even just the whole muscle like to each and every fibre and each and every
0: absolute unit within there. I mean yeah you have uh, Neurotransmitters, um, example being acetylcholine. Uh, its job is to send, to, be almost be. It's almost like a, it's a spark which releases it, and that's that neurological yeah. spark that then travels across, across the bridge, across the synapse to, to the next level, and transfers that electricity with it, and 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 it's just. I mean. Yeah, and it's it's fascinating. It's an incredible journey, um, and you could probably do a podcast just on the cellular level of a muscle. You could do you could do a podcast on the sacrum and go no further and talk about calcium and 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 all. Yeah, uh, adenosine triphosphate. I mean,
1: just to just to interrupt you there felt like when you said electricity, like the electricity that runs through a muscle. I mean, how cool is? Like it, the the nerve impulses are electricity, but Absolutely. like, where does like where did it start? Like, where does the electricity start from? How does it start? How cool is that? I mean, no. yeah, like where? Yeah.
0: Well, yeah well, we,
1: we, yeah. Where does it begin? Where does it like where, where, does, does, it
0: does, end? where does the what gave of... the electricity? Yeah, what created electricity. Yeah, well, I I does, think I think that's one of the areas that is uh, incredibly well researched. Is uh, nerve conduction to a muscle and, and the the speed of the muscle and, and what's I mean the great thing is is you can you can measure it um, you can measure the speed of the impulse um, by simply conducting electricity having uh, electrode one end electrode on the other end and measuring the speed at which it takes to go ding ding and the bell lights up when it gets to the other end sort of thing yeah. you know it's very easy to to right, not very easy but it, it's easy enough to measure. Uh, the speed of the speed of a of a neurological impulse from to from and to different aspects of the body, and um, and that's the complexity of the of the individual muscle. Uh, and I think the interesting thing we're now talking about fitness and training. The interesting thing is, is every pretty much every concept of training, uh, when you when we learn training in its purest rawest form is based on one of the abilities of the muscle. Yeah. So. Flexibility is a concept of training,
1: yeah,
0: and it is used to describe the flexibility of muscle.
1: Yeah.
0: How I mean, yeah, people will argue, no, is how far can a joint move? Yes, but the joint's only going to be allowed to move by how pliable the muscle is. Uh, strength how forcefully can a muscle contract? Uh, stability how well can a muscle protect a joint? through motion uh, often a point yeah. misunderstood um, how um,
1: and that's also a problem with like some of the components of fitness in a sense of how we achieve those things how that's then affecting other areas negatively which, yes. we we, can, which we'll go to we'll, yeah we'll, we'll definitely yeah,
0: uh, do something on that on absolutely. absolutely so I mean and, and then we got power of course maybe I've missed power uh, which is the ability of a muscle to produce force at a certain speed, um, and and so and so conceptually, everything we've sort of learned when we start, we start with the ABCs of of fitness, and you do your program design, training, and you sort of hear strength and everything else. What you're really defining is how the muscles are working. Um, yeah. So, how, what what's possible for the muscle? So, if we go back to the so when we go back to those actin and
1: myosin and the pulling of the golf club what uh, what what action is
0: that within the muscle what, that's uh, what they would call a concentric uh, okay. action uh, and that's that's good you it's good you brought that up because i think that's the probably the next the next phase of development is head you know okay we understand to overcome that in front of us we need an element of strength we understand to pick that up from the floor we need an element of flexibility and I think that probably came before contractions did because they were just, that's terminology that yeah. we need to overcome that so I think muscles then say, well I need to be more flexible is a, is a, is an English term it's a, it's not a, an anatomical term it's just been adapted to yeah. a training term yeah. um, so then when you start looking into I need to overcome that weight I need to produce that force I need to produce that range of motion to do these sorts of things different sorts of things sorry um to understand that we then had to go in and see well how do muscles work yeah uh, and one of the first things that, that was found was muscles they get shorter when they're shorter when they are producing load when they're producing force they'll get shorter um, so that's when the golf club grabs on pulls up that's Concentric and shortening. Exactly, the golf club yeah. comes up, pulls together, and you know, if I just reach out, I grab hold of you. If you, I mean, if you shake hands with your with your friend, and you pull each other together, you get closer together. That would be what we call a concentric contraction. Um, and then, of course, the the golf clubs they go back down. Yeah. They go back down the uh, back down the spectrum, and they become <laughs> further away from each other. Cool. And that's that's what
1: we call an eccentric contraction where the muscles, the muscles are lengthening and from there then the final, the final piece is the isometric contraction which is where the muscle is under tension but there is no change in the muscle length whatsoever so that for example would be a waiter walking in a restaurant holding onto, the, uh, onto his tray with the bottle of wine and glasses on his arm's in a bent position but the joint's not actually moving it's staying completely still but that was, uh, there is that one, was a long
0: time ago right? there is one we haven't mentioned uh, which, one which, is, which tends to be neglected and that's an isotonic contraction uh, where an isotonic contraction means that the the, ah, yeah, the, the contraction uh, the muscle's length changes but the, the tension remains the same We don't need to. We, there's a reason it was not talked about um, much, so we'll just. Yeah. I think we'll just stay with the uh, for now. We we might go down there later, but for now we'll just stay with concentric, eccentric, and yeah. isometric. Yeah. Concentric being shorter, eccentric being longer, and isometric being we're just staying where we are. But um, that's that's looking at a muscle doing a task, on its on its own, so to speak, in an isolated yeah. environment. But I think that's also the easiest way to understand it, yeah. is to try and look, look at that. And I think the only way we could, or, or I say we, I have, you know, I've been lucky enough to be involved in, in, in numerous uh, research elements of how we human function, how we do things, but I mean, how it was done for many years ago was you would just take a, a cadaver or an animal or, or whatever and you would just open them up and you'd pull on the muscle because we understood a muscle gets shorter. <laughs> and when the muscle gets yeah. shorter, it contracts and it produces force. And so you pull on a muscle uh, and then you see you've got, of course, muscles. They have, that's a point we haven't mentioned, they have an origin and insertion, An origin yeah. an origin being the place closest to the midline and the insertion being the, the place further away from, from the midline, usually with a longer tendon uh, attached to it. So, for example, um, giving you an example there, if we look at the quads...
1: Like we, the quads attach at the hip, that would be the origin. Then the insertion, they travel all the way down and attach below your kneecap on the uh, on the tibia bone there. So that would be the insertion, which is the furthest away from the midline. That's probably one of the easiest ones to uh, call the distal,
0: distal element. Yeah. Proximal would be the origin yeah, and 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 yep, yeah, that's it. So so you know, uh, it was just it's as simple as that. You know, you take a band and you pull the band, and it gets shorter, and the object at the other end of the band comes closer to you, um, and and that's that. Uh, and and so it's not it wasn't particularly difficult. It's not particularly hard to understand concentric concentric science. It's simply just pull on a muscle and see what happens to the to the bone. Its attached to usually at the insertion, and uh, if we just carry on with using your example of, of the quadriceps there you, 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 you open the leg and you pull on the quadriceps in the middle and the foot goes upwards and the knee the knee extends and, and so we write down in our book well, when I pull on that muscle the knee the knee extends um, and and there's nothing wrong with that, that's right, that's exactly yeah. what it does do um, and as, of course then we move on to the next muscle, we say the hamstrings we pull on them and the, the heel comes up and we kick ourselves in the backside, and yeah. we flex the knee and and, and the hamstrings flex the knee great that that was and that and of course we need to start somewhere um and it's an incredible breakthrough and of course masses of research and science went into going through individual muscles meticulously and some muscles have two functions some muscles will or three functions some muscles will have a rotational element to them when they do something some muscles will pull a knee just in one direction or a, a joint in one direction uh, and some muscles will allow or give uh, a third motion um, and then the muscle would be uh, put in a graph or a table and it would be just it would be dictated that that muscle does flexion and internal rotation of a certain joint at a certain time so going back to our kind of
1: our original spaghetti kind of analogy there because um, obviously we see that as straight lines but you've said if we were to picture all muscles as straight lines then, We'd obviously think that they could only move the body in a in a straight line, but the reason they can't is because actually those those fibres go along different angles, which then allows them to create these uh, these different direction motions. So the rotational elements and the frontal plane motions, because they're not all set up in these um, in these parallel lines running running down the same direction they they've all got different um, different directions to which they're they're laid down in the body um, crossing over each other and and so on
0: absolutely and there are i mean there are different sort of fiber what we call tissue orientations um in a classic example there is if you look at uh, the glutes for example your your backside muscles they run at what we call an oblique angle around your hip and if you use you, again your quadriceps for example they run down the leg um, if you look at some of the abdominal muscles they'll run across your abdominals or back muscles that go up and so and so yeah there's different fiber orientations and and that was i suppose the next job that was to say okay well why did it why did why do they go in that direction yeah. why don't they all, yeah, yeah. why don't they all just face down the body you know or why don't they face up the body or across the body Why is it you've got some that go across some that go down some that go left some that go right and and what's that what what is that for and that that led to um, us having to dig deeper into the understanding of, of what muscles actually do during function or what have yeah. muscles muscles do when they go training because what what we started to find out or what started to be researched in in the late 80s was uh, yes. Maybe uh, what we've seen when this person was laying down and pull on the muscle isn't necessarily the same thing we see when this person is running a marathon or playing football or yeah. participating in sport. it's sort of other things, and and we started to or they started to sort of talk about well, is, is there something else here? Yeah, and um, I mean that is the
1: where we're where we're currently kind of sitting right now is. In the using all that concentric, eccentric principles, um, we uh, in the conditioning world and fitness world, like everything has has been about uh, strengthening uh, a muscle in a, in that kind of one direction. But when we uh, when we move around, there are there's more than one direction going on, uh, which are the the planes of motion that we found
0: uh and what are the planes of motion yeah absolutely so, i think i think i think you're you're trying to drag me onto uh onto uh, another topic here which is great um so let's do it let's go down that uh let's get deep let's get deep let's talk about it um i think you're alluded to to that the body can move in different directions and that I, th- I, mean, I think the thing is, let's let's before we, because I know where we're going here. Let's 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 defend what we have done and what, what has been done. Because I've done it myself. Is that you know if you're if you're a coach and you have and you know when I put on that bone when I put on the quadriceps, the tibia comes forward, it extends the knee, and I know muscles get stronger by getting shorter, uh, and I know being stronger helps my athlete be better. That's what I'm going to do with my athlete. For sure, you know, and it, and it's worked, and it has worked, it um, has worked, it's helped. So, so in that respect, we that that's where traditional and normal training philosophy comes from. Is that we've seen it work in the body, and we know we're going to get better.
1: Where did it start from?
0: Did it was it
1: the I don't know because obviously it's so big in bodybuilding. Was it was it bodybuilding that started it? Yeah, did I th- it go I mean, in I bodybuilding
0: before for th- sport or? It's funny. I talked to um, I talked to a wonderful, uh, wonderful professor from Michigan for yeah about about three years ago. Uh, we had a really nice evening, um, and and he interestingly said that if we'd have been if we'd have been clever enough to just translate Russian texts from the seventies and eighties, sports science would be thirty years ahead now because we have just researched in the last twenty years what the Russians had already um wow. sitting there um uh, whether that's right or not I have no idea I mean, that was his, his theory and why would he yeah you know why would he need to say anything other than the truth um and um and what was that in terms what was that in terms well, of the research with regards to how muscle works or yeah how what? muscles work also in in respect to but just training in general energy training. especially energy systems uh, right, okay. which again is another podcast but energy systems and energy systems development and and blood and how the blood works around the body and uh and 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 other and other things so so it it really is quite interesting that we were sort of naive enough just to ignore all that and think we could do it better and and then when we did finally translate the text we sort of were saying well we know that but we've only just found that out and these these papers were were 10 years old at the time um but anyway um let's uh let's let's go back to what you talked about there and, and you, you sort of alluded to to we move in different ways um, and that was the sort of the next big or the next key element was was we was we started to link the axes of joints to the muscles and we found out that, that the axes have different angles of course um, and an axes is uh, is a dissection of the joint, uh, an imaginary dissection yeah. of the joint. There's not actually a rod through. But if you imagine putting a rod through a joint at a certain angle, the bone above that will usually move directly, or the joint will move directly through that axis. Um, and the axes in the foot are, are slightly again. It, obli- I use is the that, word oh, sorry, is that, so that axes of motion through the bone. Is that driven by? Is that
1: um, how is that decided? Is that just literally the the makeup of the structure? as in how that joint sits.
0: partly like. yes uh, partly yes and then partly also the motion that joint can produce and so the the axes would always need to be linear they would always need to be that when you twisted them they would move in that direction so the classic example of that is if you put a, a table football is the best example you, know, you play for table football and you've got the foosball yeah. I think I think it's called um, you, 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 you pull the guy back because of forwards you've got a big bar through his hip and he moves backwards because of forwards and 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 if you put that that's the example there. That's an axis. Yeah. Uh, That's what we call a sagittal plane axis through the hip, is that you can flex forward and extend backwards. Yeah. And so of course, if you've got a joint makeup like the ankle, where the the medial or the inside aspect is further forward than the lateral, the outside aspect of the of the same part, when you put that bar through, that then becomes an oblique angle. And oblique angle is like a diagonal angle. Because oh, okay. if you then look at how the uh, how the bone moves forwards, yeah. the bone moving forwards would then move in a straight line based on that axis being at an angle. Yeah, okay. Um, so, so that's where the axes came from. Uh, and, and in the knee, for example, the hinge is very simple because it just hinges backwards and forwards. It's very easy. It goes right through the middle of the knee. Um, and so, so we have these axes, and, and, and glo- we have what I call globally and locally. Um, the global axes are one through the middle of my head, uh, and comes out somewhere underneath my legs and hits the floor Yeah. Uh, in between my legs. Um, and when you stop, just as in the table football, when you twist my top of my head, I turn left. And when you twist me the other way, I turn right. And and that's what we would call the uh, transverse axis of the yeah. body. As we've talked about, you've got the, the, the typical table football axis through my hips, which would be called my sagittal plane, which would push me forward and push me backwards. Yeah. Um, and then you've got one that goes straight through the middle of my stomach, out my back, and when you twist that, I sort of bend right or I bend left. Um, and they will be typically my global axes. Um, yeah. <coughs> and every um, and every single other axis of the body is a, a combination of those. So an axis, at a, at a, if you imagine a compass, you've got north, south, east, west. But yeah. you've had something that's southwest, northeast, and went at that angle. It is a combination of southwest and northeast, so it's yeah. still a it's still a, a combination of two axes, but that axis then just allows motion in that particular direction. So, so a you, combination uh, of directions. Yeah, what well it that. needs to be if it's yeah. at a oblique angle, um, yeah. so you'll have a, a combination of a, a sagittal plane and a frontal and a transverse action. Yeah. So that's globally and locally. But what what was really interesting and what found we found out was that. Not only do we walk forwards in the sagittal plane, so we walk forwards, uh, or we side bend, or we rotate, um, that every bone in my body um, moves in these three planes of motion yeah. at all times in everything. I have a variance. They might not yeah. be moving, but I will have a variance of the bone <laughs> at all times in all space, sitting down yeah. talking with you. Now, my bone is at... A X amount of degrees. My tibia bone, which is my shin bone, is at X amount of degrees in all three planes. Yeah, it, it, it might not be moving in them because I'm sitting still, but I have a variance in, in all three planes, and that I will have at every single bone in my body. The interesting thing is, is you know, you've got uh, skeletal research and muscular research running concurrently. Okay, um, as in separately, as in as oh, in, uh, separately, yeah. but at the same time so you've got people yeah. over here finding out well bones are doing this yeah it's possible for a bone to go that way uh, in rotate in side bend in and and flex forward and over here you've got people say well muscles contract concentrically and muscles can contract eccentrically yeah. and muscles can f- contract isometrically i mean like it's interesting there
1: like you've got all these studies going on and people get very deep into one area yeah so like let's talk about the bones and yeah. it let's talk about muscles and that kind of same story goes on in the fitness industry where we've got one person talking purely about flexibility yeah, absolutely. and another person talking purely about stability or strength or power has been their their kind of method of, field of this expertise. field of expertise yeah. Yeah. how they make an athlete better with their in their in their field of expertise and a lot of people don't put all the pieces back together,
0: and that is that is the exciting part, and that's where I would, um, that's where I would lo- that's where I think they they miss the fun. <laughs> yeah. um, that's where I would sort of really um, push them, or or I don't know if it's push is the right word, but just say put those systems together and and watch the magic happen. Yeah. Um, and that's the classic example of where the next stage of understanding muscles during motion came from um, we had the, we have, well, the bones are doing this and the muscles can do this uh, we need to somehow put these together and of course the glue between the muscles and, and the bones and how it all works would yeah. be the nervous system uh, yeah. the nervous system understanding what's going on can't forget um, the nervous system, can we? Sorry, can't forget the nervous system. Oh, it's the kind nervous of important. It's, it is a little bit important. I mean, it's called the neuromuscular skeletal system for a reason, and the three are are one and the same because they are blend. They, they're part of each other. They, you know, they they code as all systems are in, fairness mm-hmm. in the body. But yeah, but and, and so and so we've got this. We also got neurological studies, and you've got you've got you've got this understanding that I put my hand on something hot. My body says that's hot.
1: <laughs> take yeah. your
0: hand away quickly. Yeah. That's not good for me. Bang! I take it away, and there's a reaction. And 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 that's I think that's a classic. Uh, I mean, I've taught that in in anatomy lectures every single time. The classic: how a nerve travels, uh, a sensory nerve to a motor nerve. Is that the sense? I sense something, yeah. and as a response to that, I do something. Um, so I, I mean, this is, yeah.
1: I mean, that's the thing with the the brain, and also then putting this back to that. That reaction of the body, like if that was, there's a lot of talk that our muscles are controlled by our brains, but in instances like that, if it was actually controlled by our brain, we'd have already burnt ourselves too much to pull our arm away. So actually there's a reflex that allows us to pull pull the hand away faster than before
0: we've even registered in the brain that it's hot. May I, uh, may I go on a small tangent and 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 share some exciting research? Always a pleasure. Okay, and so as you as you rightly say, I alluded to earlier on, we can measure the speed at which yeah. uh, the, the, the signal travels. We can measure the speed at which uh, a nerve, the, 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 the light bulb comes on when when electricity hits the end. Yeah. So we can measure that, um, and the speed at which the nerve signal travels from your hand to your spine or your spinal cord and up to your brain yeah, and back down again and out to your hand is it, it's quicker from the legs but it, it varies but it's it, it's about 100 miles an hour um, wow yeah for that short distance yeah but the speed at which you take your hand off yeah is quicker than it could have time to get to the cord, the brain, and back out again. So it can't. It doesn't make it to the brain. The brain cap. It gets to the brain after. That is so, so cool. So, so, well, we're not there yet. Oh come on. The grey matter inside, yeah. The inside the spinal cord is clever enough to process the danger and send the motor response out to say lift your hand. Once you've lifted your hand and you've got that. Quarter of a second, yeah. The brain can then say, Oh, yeah, you just burnt your hand, which is why it hurts just that two seconds after. It doesn't hurt yeah. when you put your hand on it, and then you go, Ah, I just burnt my hand. Yeah. Well, latest studies are showing that we react even quicker than that in sporting environments, and in tests and in sporting environments, they're finding that. Once the speed at which you react to a ball, yeah, uh, or the speed at which you react to a feeling in within your sport, yeah. especially with highly, and we talk about highly highly trained individuals who read games and that, I yeah, mean, what is reading a game? That, yeah. I mean, it's a huge topic, um. But interestingly enough, the speed at which they reacting to a ball, um, yeah is quicker than it would be possible for the nerve signal to get to the spine and back out, let alone the brain. So latest research is saying potentially that the proprioceptors in your knee or in your knuckle, in your hands, can just talk to your fingers. And the message doesn't need to go anywhere else other than stay in your hand, because it's so trained and so learned that it just happens. Yeah. So there is no, it's a subconscious, just happens. Now, my argument to that is, or not my argument, my yeah. total, inspira- total inspiration of, <laughs> great, tell me more, I want to hear it, but at some point, you need to see it. Yeah. But at that speed, they're saying, you don't see it, you just feel it. I mean, like you saying that there, the way kind of I've
1: explained this to, to people in the past, about um, we don't have, when we're doing dynamic movements in like squatting and Olympic lifting and all these really high speed movements in the CrossFit world that I, I work with a lot um, the way I kind of describe it is like we can't have that conscious control of everything because there's, there's too many muscles to control and that the nervous system has to do all this for us and if we're the easiest way I explain it is when we're running along so this is a dynamic movement and you turn your ankle mm. like again that you know that's not reached the brain, because no. your body's already—it's already, it's already it. corrected it. Yeah. Well, if you if you've got a highly effective um, nervous system, yeah. it's already corrected that slight it wobble on the ankle. The danger, right? And it's protected yeah. it and come out of it, and then you go, "Oh, hang on a minute! I almost turned my ankle there." That's if you're unlucky, hard. yeah. Obviously, yeah. You've you've sprained it, or yeah. worse, that's you've absolutely. you've broken your leg. But that's that's how it kind of works on that. That really.
0: Super fast reflex uh, when we're just doing something as simple as running. So, where are we, buddy? Let's have a little bit of a summary here. We've got a skeletal system, we've got bones that are moving in three directions on axes, and uh, we've got a muscular system that is the driving force, if you like, the workhorse. You've got the skeletal yeah. system that's sort of the structure and the framework, and you've got the muscles, muscular system, which is they concentric, eccentric, and, and isometric, and they uh, and the muscles are there to to do the work. They're the workhorses, and they're there to get stronger, be more flexible, be more be, control the motion. control motion, be stable, um, produce force and produce speed, etc. And you've got a nervous system that just processes all of this and tells them what to do and organizes it, and it's very structured and very yeah. very systematic. Um, and then of course you you, you again you, you, you can't research one without the other but you can see what one's doing without looking at the other one yeah. and that's what they've done there and then you've suddenly got to put all this on top of things and you've got to put them all together and you've got to say what, how do they coexist to create movement how do they coexist to help us train achieve what yeah. we want to do and you touched on what might be the most important point of it all there was that the whole process of movement is a subconscious motion You you make the conscious decision, uh, I'm going for a walk or I'm going to stand up because I need to get a drink from the kitchen or something from the fridge. But the, the, the rest of it happens. It just happens and it's subconscious. So we don't have to... Consciously think about contracting every muscle via the nervous system to move that bone. So I don't think about right. I, yeah. I need my tibia now to move in all three planes of motion. So I'm going to think hard about my hamstring and etc. etc. So it just happens. Yeah, uh, it's too complex to be anything other than 100 percent subconsciously uh, driven. Well, this that I mean that's that's easy to kind of see in uh, in
1: the the world of strength, like when you, you know you've just picked up your water bottle, like. You didn't choose how many motor units you needed to use to pick up that water bottle, and you can't choose how many motor units you need to squat a hundred kilo bar. The body gets a sense of it, uh, how much it needs to overcome that force, well, and it automatically kind of uh, it selects that thing.
0: Depends that on what you mean when you say you. If you mean my conscious me then I can't but my subconscious me has decided for me because it's had the experience of it before it? no it, it's it's, yeah. it's the eyes have seen the bottle it's yeah. made a decision on how much the bottle weighs and, and that's the funny thing when yeah. you go to a box say yeah. and you see, oh, this is going to be heavy and you lift it up and you fly through the roof or, or vice versa you go over and think I'm just going to chuck that on the on the back of the van there. and you go up you can't lift it yeah. because the nervous system has made a total or the eyes have given the nervous system a total misconception of it. Yeah. And, and you just oh, okay I'll go back to that um so so we've got the these three master systems working together um to control movement we have and it's subconscious we don't think about it it just happens this has turned from muscles into a whole complex web right you can't talk about one with the other at uh, the other nah, one, it's I, think. True. Uh, I think and, and, and now for, the, for, the, for the, actually for the remainder of the podcast, I think we are focused on muscles because the last yeah. part now is is we've sort of done the history now um, we've done the history of um, where muscles have come from, but what we haven't done is say where are we going now and what do we know now and how far have we come because we yeah. still we're still at 1960 at the moment. Yeah, you know uh, and now we need to sort of come roughly for we've mentioned 1980 a little bit but um, but but now we need to get into where we are now and yeah. tell people and the listeners when the train Here, here's the juicy stuff this is where yeah. it starts to get funny eh? um, and so muscles don't act concentrically first I think that was the Biggest thing or the hardest thing I had to understand was I always thought I wanna lift, yeah, I want to drink something, I wanna lift up, I'd lift my glass, my bicep contracts concentrically to lift the glass up. Yeah. Um it doesn't it?
1: Like,
0: no. Yes, it does, it does, but because it's been loaded. Okay, what's what's that? So the process of um a muscle works like an elastic band it has yeah. contractile proteins and elastic elasticity Okay. so I can't as much as I'd love to fire an elastic band from this side of the table to to your side of the table Yeah. I couldn't do that without pulling back on the elastic band first I wouldn't be able to fire it over to you without creating elasticity in the muscle Okay. Uh, and muscles work the same uh, in the same capacity so can uh, I just challenge you a little you bit carry there. on. so like but so you're saying it has to go longer before it can go shorter? Or it has to have a degree of tension in it from a lengthening before it moves, yes. Ah,
1: okay, that, that answers my so question. So the,
0: yeah. the fact that I'm sitting with my arm at slightly flexed, uh, slightly extended, elbow slightly extended position means there's enough tension already there from the lengthening to to lift the glass. Cool, Right. That, that's um, where I
1: was going to, I wasn't sure because say I had my, like what you said, I had my arm resting on a table. Yeah with a glass in my hand and yeah. I just pick my glass up surely that's yeah. just
0: They're sufficient yeah. the, the, the great example of that there would then be well, what about going downwards um, if you've already got your tricep muscle under uh, <laughs> it's not really under a great deal of tension when the elbow is nearly extended could yeah. you there enough tension in to extend your arm, the arm down and I would say well the tricep doesn't need to do anything because yeah. you just need to relax because you relax and gravity will take your arm down for you and if you want to control it down, then the bicep will just do that nicely for you by getting longer, which is the eccentric contraction yeah. we've discussed. And so, and so, the, the the big change and the big change in understanding in fitness training and and the, and, and muscular training and strength development and other things was um, muscles need to get longer before they can get shorter. Yeah. So. We have that subconscious decision, or that conscious decision to move, but that subconscious movement. Yeah. We take a decision to neurologically inhibit muscles. We fall over, essentially, without falling over, without landing on our face. We make a decision to fall over. Yeah. And as we take, as we sort of, as all those muscles sort of give way, it creates momentum enough to take a step. Which is easier to see in, like, if you've got kids... Yes, or
1: like yeah, you've had kids, or you've seen a Todd, uh, an infant just start to stand up and learn to walk. It is uh, that is what they're doing. They're finding, they've found the ability to stand after months and months, and then they've got. Once they've got that ability to stand, then they're literally just trying to find that balance point. Once they've got that balance point, now they can lose that balance point or you see them lose that balance point and take a step forward so that analogy yeah, I don't know whether you said it before but I obviously remember years ago you telling me that it's basically controlled
0: falling it is controlled falling Uh, the first step is controlled falling and and that just sets off a whole multitude of reactions which which travel in and out across, up, over and around the whole body and the great thing is we just control falling better than a toddler right? Absolutely, that's what happens, and and the foot hits the floor. Yeah, Uh, and as the foot goes bosh, um, bones move, they have to, Um, and bones move. Muscles are attached to bones, the muscles begin to move at the same time. And as the muscles begin to move, they have neurological feed, joints have neurological feed, they have proprioceptors. So you have the joints and you have the muscles shouting something. Yeah. They are communicating change in length, change in position, change in temperature, um, change in sensation. All the different things are just communicating that something is changing. Chemical yeah. state even changes. Something is changing, Something's different now. And those muscles then just get longer and longer and longer and longer and longer until the goal of the motion, which was conscious before, of walking, until they reach a length where they the, they were able to communicate. The, yeah. And this is, the, I mean, this is incredible. The the joints, the proprioceptors in each of the joints, communicating with the proprioceptors in the muscle, communicating with the spine. Know, like as we used example, my I knew how much force I needed to overcome the bottle. Know how much force I need yeah. to produce to take the next step. So they've sent okay, all the bones are moving. And right about now, that's enough to take the next step. So what I'll do then is I'll stop you there, I'll break you, and I'll start bringing you back out the other way. This is the bit that I find so cool, because it's that thing of like, if we actually
1: did have a choice to to control that consciously, like, how tired would we be?
0: Mentally, be, we would be we wouldn't. Well, that would be us. We'd be done. That would be us. Because.
1: We uh, there's no way on this planet that our brain can do all that, no way. cope with all that, no respond no to it, and we're, us we're us not, consciously yeah. choose the the order. that yeah. happens. It's yeah. like
0: blows your mind. Well, I think we're finding out we're not actually as intelligent as we think we are, and that would yeah. take our intelligence beyond a way, 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 way beyond yeah. um anything that, uh, that that would be possible. Yeah, uh, and 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 so that's it. Really, we took a step. You know the. Bones moved, the muscles took took hold, so that was enough. Pulled the bone back in the other direction, which created momentum up the leg. Uh, and the other leg thing just came through, which created momentum over the other side. And then this sort of game of momentum and foot's hit, feet hitting the floor and yeah. momentum traveling just takes bones, moves bones, makes a muscle longer. The muscle senses is getting longer, says that's enough, John. Pulls them back out. Uh, into the other direction, and 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 so on, and so on, and so on.
1: But that direction changes based on the direction we're moving in, right? Absolutely. All, all, and the all, direction ultimately ultimately of the muscle. Of course,
0: the force also yeah. changes. Is in if I'm running and hitting the floor with five times my body weight, and um, the bone is going to be moving at an incredibly faster speed in, yeah. in comparison to when I'm just walking. And so, of course, that is also being communicated by the nervous system and said, "Slow down, move me uh, faster." Yeah. Uh, and the conscious, and I, I know as a person my goal is to be running faster so that the body understands that so the body then says well, right I'm going to let the bone go that far because I need more yeah. of a load I need more elasticity in me and then I'm going to pull you out of that and I'm going to send you flying forwards yeah. uh, and, and that's all driven by what the communicative uh, elements of it, it within the nervous system the system, system reacting to them, what the bones are doing and that's the biggest misconception we've had and the biggest understanding breakthrough yeah. we've had to go through that muscles do not initiate the motion it's the bones it's the the gravity it's the landing that do it so the, the contractions actually
1: comes from the impact of the floor absolutely absolutely uh, and that drives the, that creates that creates contractions
0: by us having that ground reaction force absolutely uh moving there i mean a squat in your world a squat yeah a squat is just letting gravity beat you yeah uh and so you've got a bar on your back and yes you do need to have some form of uh, contraction within the muscle otherwise you'll just fall over Um, but all you're doing is letting gravity the weight of the bar and gravity overcome you and you go down and now that is quite hard. <laughs> the down phase. This can be quite hard with lots of weight on, but that is all you're doing. Yeah. Um, is is allowing is allowing gravity to, to overcome you. Um, and and so and so that combined with that we've got three planes of motion going on in the bones. Um, muscles then responding to three planes of motion and controlling yeah. the three planes of motion was a huge breakthrough in, in our understanding of, yeah. of, of muscular activity and, and what muscles do. So and that's the thing with the three planes of motion, is
1: <clears throat> as we're moving, so as we're doing that, that well, as we're well, walking or running, like I say, it's, it's just at greater, greater speed, so the bones move through the same directions, but just to more or lesser degree, um, so they're moving through those angles, um, but like I say, it's not just in one plane, it's in three planes, absolutely. So if it's in the three planes, then now that muscle can't just be working in a eccentric manner or a concentric
0: manner. No, so, it, it, that's absolutely right. It can be working in both. I mean, the easiest way to see this, the easiest way to see this, yeah. is to say um, I'm bending from my hip, yeah, whilst I'm flexing my knee, um, and the squat is a classic example of that. That as i go down yeah I'm, my hip the hip angle is reducing yeah. and at the same time my knee angle is reducing now if i ask you what are the hamstrings doing when the knee is flexing yeah you'll tell me they're contracting concentrically if i tell you what are the hamstrings doing when i'm flexing forward at the hip you'll tell me the hamstrings are loading eccentrically yeah so you've got two directly conflicting pieces of information. You would say one is concentric and one is eccentric.
1: Yeah.
0: Um and a lot of people will 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 stop and think. Hopefully at that moment we go further. It goes deeper. Yeah. Because that's work. just one plane. I mean that's just that's, that's literally just, the sagittal, sagittal plane. plane. Uh, and so actually, at that point in time, the muscle is both concentric and eccentric. Some people argue, very validly so, that that is just uh, concent- uh, an isometric contraction. There is, no, there is no change in length because yeah. the degrees of motion taken from the knee are equal to the degrees of motion taken from the hip. And, and in some individuals, that must be right.
1: Yeah.
0: But it's not, for the most part, it's not right. But it is, it is it's not a bad theory. It's very, a very well thought theory. Um, but, it, but
1: it would change if I've got a shortening at one end and a lengthening at the other. I've still got more, although it might be isometric, there's then more stress at one end of the muscle than the other end. One's absolutely. becoming de-stressed and the other's becoming more stressed. Absolutely. And that will change. That will open the, the muscles more likely to get injured
0: where the area of stress is than... Absolutely, where there's Absolutely. where that muscles relaxed, yes yes, um, and so and so that was the f- the next step in this process was, hang on a minute, muscles need to load first before they can contract, and now we thought that was just eccentrically, but now we know actually they're being eccentric and concentric at exactly the same time. So you've got elements of a muscle being lengthened, while you've got other elements of the muscle being shortened. Um, I think that is a perfect time to end part one. Um, yeah, that kind of extended, didn't it? Yeah, that time
1: <coughs> flew by that was fun. Uh, that was the longest long.
0: podcast we've done. I hope the uh, hope the listeners are still awake.
1: because yeah. um, it's exciting for us. This is our this is our problem. Like yeah. I say, we find uh, we can find a lot of excitement in things that. Most people might find uh,
0: not so exciting. So we got to around the year 2000. It's not, yeah. Uh, Still not to date. Uh, so we'll, we'll take the last 15, 16 years of muscle evolution um, in part two and then start to discuss how it is we transfer some of this knowledge into coaching and train our own training, or if we're coaches, how we can use some of this information to help our, our athletes develop. Um, so refill the coffee cups, guys. Part two is coming soon.